let's get it welcome to tea time with key this is about to be the intro right here welcome to tea time with key i'm your host key um as always thank you guys for watching my videos if you're new here give this video a big thumbs up and subscribe to the channel oh i did the thumbs up at the wrong time but subscribe to the channel to stay tuned to more educational informational and motivational content today we have on the show my big brother harold Lowe. i thought i was supposed to introduce myself okay go ahead you know what i'm saying how y'all doing i'm harold Lowe. you know what i'm saying from charlotte fours up uh you know serial entrepreneur uh non-profit owner published author pastor i miss anything sis uh, I don't want to say Besides how good I look, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Male model, fashioner. Yeah, I'm fashioner. That's the second hey, thing? Fashion, M-O-E, you know what I'm saying? That's good. You support Check your friends. Out. That's amazing. Well, let's jump right into things because Harold is a very, he's a, he's a cool person. So let's get into things. So, Harold, this year you came out with a book, mm -hmm. Living Like a Leader. Tell us a little bit about that. How did you uh, come up with this book? How did everything go with that? Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, it all started with um, me just wanting to have everlasting content. Um, so, I wanted my words to be able to last well beyond me. I wanted my legacy to uh, stand based off of, you know, the words that I spoke um, and written. So, um, you know, this past, uh, so last summer in 2018, um, I spent three months um, actually writing the first manuscript of the book. Um, you know, then I sent it off to like my high school uh, English teacher, social studies teacher, anybody else willing to like look over it. Um, you know, so I asked a lot of people. I reached out to a lot of people. A lot of people told me no that they didn't have time mm -hmm. or that they were uninterested in helping me with the book. Um, and then we got it published this past October on Amazon and um, any major bookstores, so Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million. Uh, we have it out everywhere. Right. So, what does living like a leader mean to you? Um, yeah, so man, um, leadership is an intentional uh, lifestyle that you have to live. Um, you know, it isn't just shown in like the acts that you do on a daily basis. So, uh, and the work, and the craziest thing about it is it's just something that you can't turn off. So, like two o'clock in the morning, sometimes you know people reach out to me for help, or you know, what I'm saying sometimes um, I just have to um, exude that leadership ability, um, whether it be school projects, um, you know, what I'm saying uh, work in the community. Um, or even with like my nonprofit, even sometimes in my home, you know, um, it all comes down to who's willing to make that big decision and who's going to be a role model uh, for people to follow. Right. So um, we've had this conversation prior to, and you were giving a little game to me on about how you want to own the digital content and stuff mm -hmm. like that that you're putting out. So can you like go a little bit into that? Why you want to own like because you self published your book? Mm -hmm. So just to give you guys reason why i'm saying that but can you give us a little reason on why you want to own like the content and stuff that you put out yeah man it's uh, it's 2019 so uh everything that we do from here on out is gonna um, you know last forever so whether right. it be the pictures that you post um the music that you make the books you write um anything you sell you know what i'm saying in the internet um i'm on the internet or whatever and it's all going to be remembered so uh, with that being said, the only way for you to control your brand or for your legacy is to be able to control the rights to everything that is um, that has your name on it. Right. Uh, so we look back to uh, you know famous men like uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Mm -hmm. um, if that I Have a Dream speech had never been written down and published or posted somewhere, mm -hmm. then we wouldn't even know it today. Right. Um, you know, years later, or you look at like a Tupac Shakur, who his mom just she just finished. Um, you know, in the last decade. 
uh, fighting for the rights to his name. So we were seeing, you know, shirts, shoes, um, even music being released in his name, but none of that content um, was leading to uh, dollar bills to his family, right? So if I was to, uh, you know what I'm saying, go with a major uh, book publishing company, then uh, they own the rights to that book so they can change whatever they want to change about it, whether it be the title, the cover, words inside, whatever. And then I no longer have control over my brand anymore because when somebody reads their book all the way in California, that's the only thing that they'll have representation of for my name. Um, and I learned at an early age that you have to be proud of everything that your name is put on. So right. the only way to be proud of uh, anything that has your last name on it is to be able to own everything related to your last name and control that uh, narrative. Right. So again, like you said in the beginning of the video, you're a college student. So you came out with it. You came out with this book while you were in college. Mm. You self-published. What was the process like? Like, was it hard? Do you feel like anybody could go and do this? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, anybody could do it, but um. Uh, it's more time consuming than anything. So mm -hmm. again, uh, for three months straight, every day, if I wasn't writing the book, um, I was editing the book, right? Mm -hmm. um, and um, so I had help from a ghostwriter. Excuse me, I had help from a ghostwriter. So even on days that I didn't even look at the book, I had to be on the phone with her for hours to make sure that everything that was written fit the words and the tone that I wanted to be expressed. Mm -hmm. um, and so then the next part, comes from editing, right? So, again, you know, I even asked, it was students at a and I asked, you know, to help me with it, um, but people told me they didn't have time and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it was just a hassle being able to find somebody that was willing to be able to, you know, see my uh, see my dream um, unfold. So, um, and then from there, you gotta make sure at the end of the day that it's something that people care to read, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with music, you gotta make sure that you're making music that people care to listen to. Um, so a lot of my time was just, you know what I'm saying, sending the book out to people just to get feedback. Um, you know, I don't know if it was content they even cared about or even like people I quoted in the book. I had to take the time to go get their opinion, you know, my mentors and stuff. Um, so it's just a time-consuming process to make sure that I put out um, content that I felt. Um, not only um, you can see me within the content, because anyone mm -hmm. who reads it that knows me, I want them to be able to say, like, this is who he really is. Right. Um, and then also making sure that anyone who doesn't know me that I'm putting on a good representation of myself and my family. Right. So, um, like we said about you owning your digital content and stuff mm -hmm. like that, how did you self-publish your book? Like, what was the process like doing that? Um, yeah, so originally, um, you know, I had two deals mm -hmm. on the table um, where a publishing company reached out to me. Um, they wanted to publish the content. Um, however, but like going with a major company, uh, they have their own changes they want to make to uh, your literature right. um, or whatever. And so, you know, me, uh, again, wanting to own all the rights to everything that has my name on it. Um, I took the self-publishing route, uh, which ended up being way cheaper because, um, you know, a lot of people don't uh, realize is that unless you're like a major name, mm -hmm. that you have to pay that company to market your book. That's what right. self-publishing comes down to is them marketing the book for you and selling it for you. Mm -hmm. um, and so I ended up, so I self-published for $2,500 on mm -hmm. Amazon, but um, the company that reached out to me, um, I was having to pay them $4,500 up front wow. before I was even able to see a hard copy of my book. Wow. Um, but um, if I had a, to recommend to anybody, I would, I would say self-publish, um, especially with Amazon. So what Amazon does is, man, they, they format everything for you. Mm -hmm. um, so all you have to do is upload your uh, your content 
Um, and they even did it. They even created a whole cover for me. I had a cover created ahead of time, mm -hmm. but um, the cover they made actually fit the uh, text and the tone of the book better than yeah, what mine did. Okay. So I ended up using my cover as uh, just like a poster mm -hmm. uh, for the book. Um, also, um, it takes out a lot of time that you have to spend um, because um, they even set you up with like um, consultants mm -hmm. um, to help you market and everything like that. Um, so they literally go over your core demographic. Um, they go over uh, where do you want to market, you know what I'm saying, how do you want to handle um, ordering in bulk so mm -hmm. I can I can call at any time and order 500 copies if I wanted to. Wow. Um, and for me that was important because I give away so many copies for free mm -hmm. um, that I always want to have stuff in my trunk because at any time people you know come up to me and ask for a copy or whatever. Right. But if I was to, you know what I'm saying, publish with that company, then I would have to go through a long process of filling out an application for everything that I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, so I think self-publishing just gave me more freedom, mm -hmm. um, not only of time, but freedom of my content as well. Mm -hmm. So um, with that being said, I know that you have a nonprofit and you have a scholarship um, and you are big on community service. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like as a young black man, like that's your duty to the community? That's, do you feel like that's something you have to do is give back to the community in that way? Uh, nah, so I don't think it's a, a duty, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, has their own purpose in life, you know what I'm saying? So God has given each of us a task that we've been set to do, right? So everybody's not meant to be a Martin Luther King, or MLK, but everybody's also not meant to be LeBron James or Jay-Z, right. you know what I'm saying? And there are some people that have to um, play behind the scenes for that because you know, no one can do it by themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and so I felt that, you know what I'm saying, the background that I came from, you know, I grew up, um, I wasn't poor, but uh, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't just go get shoes or if I wanted to, I couldn't go buy clothes anytime. You know, there are times where, um, you know, we didn't even have Pop-Tarts and cereal in the house. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but somebody took a chance on me when I was a kid. They saw something special in me and, uh, you know, thought to uh, build that up. Mm -hmm. um, so, because of that, I felt that I had an obligation to my community to, um, you know, on one hand, just make sure anybody who comes from the position that I was in, that I paid it all for back to them so that they could receive the same information that I received, but also in the greater black community. Um, I make it a point to be able to just help everybody build right. um, and be a connector. And so what that means is, um, you know, uh, since I moved in social capital, uh, you know, my main purpose is to make sure that if you ever needed somebody, you know, something small to be able to come do plumbing, that I could connect you with somebody that I know who's a plumber or if you had aspirations to go into politics, you know, I would want to be able to connect you with somebody um, in the political realm to be able to aid you um, in that regard. And I think by doing that, you know, we can kill a lot of the issues um, and the systematic oppression that uh, we have been, um, we've been um, under mm -hmm. for so long. Um, but I think the only obligation that we have is like black men is to protect like black women. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I believe in doing in doing that, I'm able to also fulfill my purpose in that way as a black man also. He just trying to add that last part to sound <laughs> for y'all. That's what that's about. But, um, yeah, so I, I like what you said, though, because I feel the same way because, like you said, I, I needed someone to take a chance on me. Because mm -hmm. if someone never took that chance on me, I don't even think, like, this would be possible right now, right. that I would be able to do these things that I'm doing right now. So um, moving, moving along, though, so what you say you're a serial entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So what are some long-term and short-term goals you have um, for, I mean, I guess, you know, the last few years and stuff? Uh, yeah, so a long term, uh, you know, like we've talked about in the past, I want to own apartment complexes and hotels um, and be able to use those um, buildings as pillars in our community, you know, similar mm -hmm. to where the church is supposed to be. Right. Um, 
but uh, you know, short time, um, I just signed a contract with Lockheed Martin as an aeronautical engineer okay. in Dallas. Um, and I have us. I have an interview with Microsoft coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so you also want to be able to, you know, leave my mark, um, you know, in the corporate office. You know, for people that know that entrepreneurship isn't for them, you know, they also they still need a role model mm-hmm. um, in corporate America to be able to make sure that you know their voices are heard. So, uh, making sure that I move up um, in the corporate world, you know, what I'm saying become manager, supervisors, executive, um, all those type of things, mm-hmm. so that you know I can uh, set that example. For people who are coming up um, behind me, right. Short term. Um, in short term, I'm just trying to be happy and get mm-hmm. and graduate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I come out in May. Um, I think things are pretty well set up. You know, what I'm saying from a career standpoint, but um, for life, again, I just try to be happy every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just trying to set, make sure that you know me and my friends are all in position to uh, do well. Um, I'll say a short term girl. I do have. Um, right now, I'm going to buy my first commercial property in the next uh, 16 to 24 months and rent out those office spaces and stuff like that. Right. So, um, like I said, you're a very well-rounded person and things like that. So, it, you know, being well-rounded, being an entrepreneur, being in corporate America, having community service underneath your belt, all of these things, what's one thing that you feel like you have to save, like that gym that you leave behind with just anybody? Uh, I would say that um, there's only two things that we control in this life is our attitude and our effort. And so that means that only we control how much of ourselves that we put into everything we do. Um, so the outcome of that is going to be based on your actions. And then uh, you're the only person that controls how you react to uh, any situation. So, you know, I believe if you can uh, be happy every hour of the day, right. every day will be happy. And if every day can be happy, then your life will be happy. I, I know you told me one, but I have another one also that I, I try to live by. Um, and that's... Um, that uh dang i forgot what, what did i do? what did i say earlier what was <laughs> you said a good one um you always tell me it dang um attitude and effort oh um actually i don't know <laughs> <laughs> we'll think about it later <laughs> yeah i'm sure put it in the comments should put it in the comments yeah put it in the description how box how oh yeah 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 appreciate you uh, director. director thank you director kayla <laughs> um yeah man you know um as i grew up i was uh you know was in america it's, uh, it's always made it so important the way that you uh, present yourself but even deeper than that uh, we judge based off of uh, the way we look um you know i have 30 tattoos uh, nose piercings a, a beard. You know, i used to have long hair and everything um so i'm just gonna let you know if it's something that you want man you just gotta go in and kick the door and be unapologetic about who you are I mean, either someone's going to like it, love it, or they're going to hate it. But regardless, as long as you uh, stay yourself, again, you'll always be happy. Right. As long as you're happy, whatever decision, uh, you know what I'm saying, whatever happens outside of your control, uh, you know what I'm saying, is all handled by God. It's all above us. Great. And that is a great way to end the episode. I really appreciate you for coming on the show Thanks today, Harold. Um, again, you guys, make sure you give this video a big thumbs up. Turn your notifications on so you can stay tuned to this content. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And see you guys in the next episode of Tea Time with Kayla.